Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking do this. Okay, so... So uh, we're we're pivoting from what we we promised last week. What did we promise last week? I don't make promises. Well, we 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 said we would get around to Fire Song and Sunspeaker. Oh, this week, yeah. Well, I mean, I have I have my ideas for yeah, it. Yeah, I fucking didn't get to I, it. I I have my ideas for it. And I, by ideas, I have a deck. You do have a deck. Yeah, I I did not. And the other thing too is that like my concern is I was I was gonna sling some time into putting a deck together, but we haven't tested either. Well, okay. So I feel like what I was trying to do with with my thing that I said on on the last episode was marry the idea of spell slinger spell slinger into the boros, thing, yeah, into the yeah fire speaker and spell binger, right? <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. But yeah. It doesn't have blue. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. So I'm right? like, yeah. So, uh, and that sucks. Like, I was thinking, like, hey, who needs blue? Fuck that, right? I can do it. But turns out you need blue so you can draw cards I mean, and slings more spells. I mean, right? do you need it? Like, <sighs> I don't know. Do you need it? Well, yeah, you need it. <laughs> spell, spell slinger, spell slinger needs blue like a 21st century American needs caffeine. Could they survive without it? <laughs> probably but man it's gonna be a shitty day you know what i mean yeah like, yeah it's gonna be like a yeah slow that first third of the gate the first third of the day is just gonna be like oh, fuck i just want to go back to bed <laughs> you know what i mean and then probably the last third of the day it's like oh shit i peaked somewhere back there and i need to go back to bed <laughs> that's how a spell slinger deck without blue in it will probably feel I, it, it needs that, that you know that's that's an appropriate appropriate way of character so i could I, I could do the deck but yeah if we're gonna talk spell slinger we're talking blue yeah. yeah yeah so the the commander theme of the episode is indeed spell slinger spell slinger and uh andy's andy's our resident expert um i wouldn't say expert i'm just the one with the courage to try it <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, you're out of your mind, you know? So yeah, me and my history with Spellslinger goes back to like when I first started playing the game. I wanted like to not use creatures. I remember like the first thing I ever did was play the arcade game Duels of the Planeswalkers. Yeah. That's, that is the reason why you and I are even having this conversation. Yeah, that's, that was the, was I the genesis. I downloaded it, right? And I remember thinking like, okay, this is a creature, you know? And there was this moment in the game where it's trying to teach you the mechanics. It uh, the tar- okay, so you had like this creature. It was, it was like a two-two, right? Uh-huh. And it was like the game was targeting your creature with uh, disfigure. So target creature gets a negative two, negative two till on a turn, right? And it's like quick, use an instant to save your creature, and it hands you giant's growth, right? 
and you target the creature with giant's growth, and now its health is over the limit of, you know, now it can't yeah, be removed. it evades the so, removal. Right, it evades the removal. And that was my moment, dude. That was my moment with magic where I was like, oh, shit. You yeah. know? <laughs> this is more than just cool art and some numbers down in the corner. This is more than just... <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. It's a shitty story. I wish I had something cooler. Like, I don't know, I was walking it. Multnomah Falls and I don't know a Sarah angel f- flew down from heaven and was like dude where you're 24 why haven't you been playing my game bro here's a you booster know? pack here's a booster you know <laughs> it, it's just that it's that moment but that moment what that stuck with me was the instance they changed the the course of the game I was gonna say the you fact know? that you just about got your creature removed is that what scared you you're like oh yeah. It, was, it was so vulnerable. Yeah, huh? man. And I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to save my creature, right? Whatever yeah. what I enjoy about instances, and then I'll stick with instances sorceries too, but they change they they change so much the current state of the information, right? They they introduce something for a moment that is so crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. like that. Like now this creature is a 5/5. Five five. Like whatever information you had about this creature is no longer relevant. It's now a five, five, right? Yeah. It jumps up by three power. And, and yeah, like, I, I think that's what I like about instances is that, that nobody knows what's going to happen when you play them. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they're used to, and have accepted the, the, the world order and you've introduced this <laughs> new world order. Yeah. This, this variable that the <laughs> slight change in the whole thing just upside down. Yeah. You know? So, in the context of Commander, and I think we've talked about this on a couple episodes, but there are some advantages with instances sorceries spe- specifically, and then there's some disadvantages, right? Sure. So the advantage is that, right? There's a lot of information, and people are taking that in, and they're accepting that as their, as their reality for their game plan and your mm-hmm. game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you introduce this new change, right? So suddenly this permanent that was on the battlefield is now not, right? Right. Or suddenly, this creature that was attacking is now is now not even in the game anymore, right? And sure. and things like that, right? And there's not a lot of ways for people to respond to that, other than they're they've gotten an instant, right? Um, what what holds spells slinging back, or at least specifically instants and sorceries, is that it's not a permanent state; it is going away. It's a lot tail end of turn, or just one event, or it's whatever, right? You can't. Yeah. It, it's harder to repeat that event, right? Without some very specific cards that exist. So you have a moment where everything's changed. Right. And, and then, then it goes back. Yeah. Either it falls below where it was at before. Like you've taken parody away from somebody or whatever. Right? Yeah. And yeah, you have, you have no permanence. Like your, your moment is now past the instant resolved, the sorcery resolved. And now we're going back to whatever the baseline is for this, this board state less a spell in your hand too yeah so yeah and that's the other big thing is now that you're less a spell right so the idea of card advantage right like having having more options than your opponent right or yeah. or or whatever you use to trade a card because there's this third operator here and sometimes fourth operator here mm-hmm. they are better for it so if you and i get an exchange right even something as simple as like, oh, I use a Croson grip on your, uh, I don't know, mana rock, right? If it's something that basic. Yeah. You are less mana 
and I'm less Carlson You're less a Carlson grip. And this guy is exactly where he, you yeah, know. Yeah, he can just go on his merry way and do his thing. Yeah, so we're, yeah, that's the other idea here. Where if I had a permanent, like, I don't know, um, Vaishino heretic, like, I didn't, I'm not down a card, only you are. Right. Like, I tapped it, and I, yeah, I used my activation, and I removed it. But sure. as soon as my turn's clean, he's back up, and now I can point and pivot. Yeah. And make the state now happen again. And now I'm totally okay. I've removed two cards of my opponents and I still have my card. Yeah. Right. So instance of sorceries are, are a different, they're a different thing for sure. So I want to kind of throw out some advice and then maybe commanders okay. and then things I think that help spell slinging decks. And again, kind of like what we stuck with. It's not a deck tech. It's a, if you want to do a deck, this is where you go. Sure. And then, kind of things I think that you should include, right? Okay. In some of your decks. So let's start with commanders, right? Some commanders, they they like the words instants and sorceries, right? Um that they do. Yeah. And there's honestly there's there's a couple. There's ones that stick out that kind of float to the top, right? Where they like instants and sorceries being cast. Um kind of going back to what we said at the beginning, like blue is very, very instant interested in 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 these things, <laughs> right? Blue is very into instants and sorceries being cast. There's one that I'll suggest that doesn't have blue in it, but I'm, I don't know. So if we look at like the top dog with when it comes to instants and sorcery, spell slinging, whatever, it's, it's my girl, Mizix of the Ismagnus. Riding right? into the room on a robot. Yeah, so two, a blue and a red. Uh, whenever you cast an instance of sorcery spell with a converted mana cost greater than the number of experience counters you have, you get an experience counter. Uh, instance and sorcery counters or instance and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each experience counter you have. And it's a two, two goblin wizard. So she's very interested in you getting to the point where, uh, it's part of the triad of winning, right? Yeah. Um, you're cheating. <laughs> like you get value, but really you're cheating. <clears throat> like something that would normally cost seven mana to resolve or 10 mana to resolve, like a time stretch or something crazy. Now sure. costs two blue. You're just paying the right? color cost. And yeah, over time, I guess you've kind of paid those costs somewhere else. The cost sure. of the card has been whatever, but there is a moment, I'm sure that somebody could figure this out with like one of those, whatever, where, yeah, your project, your projected value is where you've, you've completely overtaken the, the cost and, and, and returns on the spells you've cast. Yeah. So she's very powerful, right? Uh, I want to say probably next up to her would be M- Melek Isaac Paragon. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing next on the so list. So <clears throat> Melek's a little different. It's four a blue and a red, so more expensive in the mana cost. But it says you may play the top card of your library revealed. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery card. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your library, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. It's a 2-4 weird wizard. <laughs> and I can't decide what I like more in a weird wizard or a goblin wizard. So this was the guy before. What if it was a weird goblin wizard? I would just sell all my other decks, dude. I, that's all <laughs> I would do. I'd just play this one. Um, what's great about him is that twinning spells is usually something that... It's not, it's not so much the mana that comes with twinning spells, because usually it's like two red or maybe two blue with like a reverberate or something. Sure. It's the timing. It's the spell I want to twin and the spell that I need to twin the spell. Right. Right. So he gets you that just by way of it being yeah, on the top of your just, library. It's just the commander, right? right? 
I think why Mizix kind of usurped him in the popularity contest that is EDH Rec um, is that it's easier to set Mizix up. Mizix operates with instance of sorceries by herself without help from a lot of other types of cards. Sure. There's totally cards you should, in, there, there's totally a, a number of cards that you should include with Mizix. Yeah. If you build the deck, but it's not, it's not so, I, I don't know. Like if you never hit them, you're probably okay still because she's just so good at reducing the cost. Every time you cast an instant sorcery, as long as it's on that curve of of your experience, you're rewarded. The next one's cheaper, and the next one's cheaper. Like, you keep getting rewarded. Melek, it, it needs to be in that same spot to twin it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's it, it's easier to time than just twinning a spell in, in the real world. Yeah. But at the same time, if he's not... And, that, and the other thing is, is his mana cost is higher. He's six mana. Yeah, six mana is, yeah. is that so borderline. Whatever that you drew about. between turn one and six that was something you wanted to twin... Right, like some like oh, I take five extra turns or whatever the thing that you're looking to do, whatever figures into your morality. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's in your hand now, and you have to figure out a way to get it out of your hand, back on the top of your library. You can do that with scroll rack or a, a brainstorm. Like, there's ways to do it, but it there's a setup that that M- Mizix just doesn't need to get into the realm of nut house. You know, <laughs> um, I guess like one of the ones that was before them. Um, before these two showed up would be Riku of two reflections, right? Oh yeah. So it's two, a blue, a green, or two, a blue, a red, and a green for a legendary human wizard. Um, whenever you cast an instance or sorcery spell, you may pay uh, re- re- blue and red. So is that if you do, you can copy that spell. You may choose new targets of the copy. And then you can do the same thing for creatures. Um, if you play uh, it Simic, so green and blue, and it's a two, two. So I want to say this one's kind of, I don't know where to put this guy on the spell slinger order of things, right? What's great about him is that you don't have to set things up. If you draw it, you can twin it if you have the mana. You have sure. a twin whenever you want it, all right? Yeah. So whatever effect you're looking to do, you can you can get double. I think where this guy kind of slows down though is um his he's just not it's 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 hard to smooth this out. I don't know I don't know how to describe it better than that. You can twin ramp spells, but he's he's turn 5. You yeah, know? so you're already at a point where you're like, am I really going to be able to use that? Yeah, right now? and and now well, not only is the ramp spell like got you more land, but you had to pay two extra to get it. Uh huh. Like you're going out of your way. I feel like what happens when you play this guy, because I've done him but two, but I didn't do a spell slinger version, is that that second ability is is actually pretty valuable. Like the the ability to twin creatures too, to get clones of creatures. It's something that you just don't want to ignore. Like you're holding yourself back by not doing that. Sure. And I don't know. I just feel like Riku is, he's one of those older school gen one commanders that like on paper, they're, they're really great. And I'm sure people have had crazy experiences with him. I mean, I have, I've, yeah, you I've did won some with interesting the, stuff. What the master biomancer, whoever it was. You had, you had a streak with that victory where you like, you won that way. Yeah. I twin him and then shoot a clone and twin it, and then it's like I had a bunch of Master Biomancers right. and I control four and I win. Right. Like, it happens. He's a great commander, but that wasn't Spellslinger, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, it doesn't take long for people to realize, like, yeah, just, you know, like, he's getting <laughs> he's getting to the point where he's twinning spells and it's just, it's just, it's just not cost effective. Right. You know, like, what Mizzix does is makes things cheaper. They cheat, right? Right. Like, twinning a lot of these spells, they already cost a lot of mana, the, the stuff you want to twin. Well, twinning yeah. a Brainstorm, duh. Duh. you know why why like yeah like finding a finding the medium where it's okay because like 
like if we're looking at Riku, like if you're going to twin your kicked tooth and nail, okay, do you have 11 mana? Like that's going to be a big deal, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's 11 mana still. Right. Yeah. Where if that was at the top of the library with Melek, you don't have to pay that cost. So right. it's just the things he's kind of working in the opposite direction. I, I don't know what spells there's a couple I'm sure are worth twinning capsize. That's not worth cloning. You're paying eight mana now, you know, to get two things, to get two things back in their hand. And then you keep the spell. Like that's just kind of a lot where in Mizzix, it can get to the point where you can pay two and just bounce it back and keep doing it. So in Mizzix, you could do the same thing and put back four permanents. Right. You know, for the same amount that you spent to do two permanents with, with Riku. So Riku kind of falls a little short. I think, I think he's deceptive in his, spell slinging but this was before these guys existed yeah right? they were because yeah, that is gen one for sure i think the other one that kind of sticks out on the, on the list is is talran sky summoner mm-hmm. right so he's two a blue and a blue um whenever you cast an instance of sorcery uh spell you get a two two drake creature with, with token with flying into the battlefield so we've had him in the meta mm-hmm. um He's just getting you something extra for something that you already want to do. And you can take that in a myriad of directions. You can make a highly controlling whatever whatever version of, of Talrand and get a Drake every time you counter. Or you can load him full of cantrips and get a Drake and a card every time you cast a spell and you're right. just digging through your deck making Drakes and then just swing in on somebody. So he's a really strong one too, and he's in the relevant color, right? Yeah, it, yeah exactly. Um, but I think what where he kind of falls off for me is that that's all it's ever going to be. It's just a Drake, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very linear. And he has, has no interest in your creatures. Yeah. And then, then there's two other ones. There's one that's crazy. If you build her the way, um, all the psycho death kills competitive EDH guys are doing it. So it's Jaleva Nefelia's scourge. So she's one, a blue, a black and a red. So get ready. This is a wall, right? She's flying one, three. Um, when Jaleva Nefelia's Scourge enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top X cards of his or her library, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Jaleva. So for the first time, um, this is one of those tax commanders, right? Yeah. So for the first time, you're getting four off the top of everyone's library. Okay. So it's kind of like a like a big-ass Gaunti. Yeah, that's... Right? Yeah, that's huge. Then when Jaleva attacks, you may cast an instant or sorcery card exiled with it without paying its mana cost. So you really kind of, in this case, you really need to dig down a lot for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. I think why people like her so much is that early, not why she's kind of risen to the competitive EDH thing is because of Doomsday Piles. You can create uh, that four, right? Okay. So I want to say she overlaps with Melek a little bit in that they're both concerned on what's the top in the library, yeah. of the library, but for different reasons. Okay. You know? So, and then when she attacks, like you have to send her into the red zone. That's the other thing is that she has to attack. Yeah. So she has the colors that allow her to bounce. She's right? fortunate that she has flying though. So bounce meaning like you can pull her back to your hand because bouncing her well, like flickering her doesn't work. Oh, um, right. Yeah. She is flying. She does. Yeah. She can get into the red zone safely. You can attack a guy who just doesn't have a blocker. Right. But still, you know, it's, it is a, it is a downside that you have to attack. It's rough. Right. Um, so yeah, she's. She's interesting. I've never played against her. I've always wanted to see this deck. I just think it's yeah, that's it's actually... one of those ones that's just like I don't know. And then yeah, I guess I have to mention this the 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 new the new kid on the block, which is Kess Dissident Mage. Mm-hmm. So same mana cost for a three four <laughs> Bower Creep, right? Yeah, it's funny that they're that they're also flying. Yeah, also flying. 
But she says, during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way, will be put into your graveyard this turn, exile instead. So you can flash a card back as long as it's your turn pretty yeah. much. So if you've got a ponder in your graveyard, you can do it again, and now it's out of the game, but hey, you did it again, right? Yeah. Um, so the theme here, I think, that kind of sticks out with these is that the the instants are going further than they normally would. Right. M- Mizics, they're way cheaper than they normally would. So if what you're getting for the cost is way out of range for the game design, you would think. Uh, Melek, you're getting two of the spells for the co- for the price of one, so long as it's at the top of the library. Right. right. Riku, just a little bit more mana, and you're getting two for the price of whatever and two. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then there's that creature portion. So he's he's got a little bit more of a backbone, I guess, that you can fall back on with him. Yeah. Two Rex Sages, two whatevers, right? Yeah, but then it's not a spell slinger deck. <laughs> um, and then Jaleva, which is like, okay, I'm getting access to stuff that's not even in my library. You know, so you're potentially getting additional I'm, things. Yeah, potentially like, I'm grabbing stuff that other people have. And then when I cast, I don't have to pay the cost. Or when I attack, I don't have to pay the cost ever. Yeah, right? cheating. Yeah, so cheating again. And then with Kess, it's, I think she leans more to like the, per, like kind of the Melic side of things a little bit where you're, well, not even. I mean, you're getting two for the cost of two. But that's not yeah. something that you would get from these other guys, right? Like, yeah, the, it happens twice, right? Exactly. Like lightning and strikes you can, twice. You can choose when to do it, right? Lightning with bolt Kess. strikes twice, which I would not put lightning. Well, I don't know. It's two mana to do six damage. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> she's she. I think what I've been kind of just like what I've looked at. I and I, I I can tell you Andy's problem with Kess right now. What is that? It's on your turn. Yes. Which makes it so your instants are not accessible. Are not accessible yeah. unless it's your That's turn. why I kind of relate her to Melek a little more is because he he's very interested in big sorceries going off. Like actually counter magic in the top of your library. It's a bad idea. It's super not that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're looking to like combo off and pull something off huge. And and Kess has a similar problem, right? Like if you use a counter spell, it's not any good to you unless somebody tries to do shit to you on your turn. Yeah. Like, it's good against other yeah. I mean it's not like it doesn't have value, but it it is it is a problem, right? That, yeah, like untapping on other people's turns, like. But she'd just be busted as hell if she if she if that wasn't provisioned it's, into her language. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So here's some other ones that I want to throw out there as possible commanders for instance and sorceries. These aren't like on the top pages of whatever. Um, and keep in mind they have some drawbacks, right? Like. So one that like <laughs> let's just stick with the first one, the first two that actually have the word instance and sorcery in their in their. Uh, card box. So it's Drow New Lich Lord. I have, really? I have had a, I have had a weird obsession about this guy since we started playing. Like since age. early, early, early. So he's three, a blue and a black. Um, let me let me just read the bottom part first. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tap him, and it says target instant or sorcery in a card in your graveyard has flashback until the end of the turn. Um, uh, its flashback cost becomes equal to its mana cost as you play it. For a three three, so he's okay. a zombie li- zombie lord is what he is. Um, did they ever change it? Yeah, zombie wizard. So they, his his change is he is a zombie wizard. Oh, interesting. Um, there's a big problem with him, which is, and I don't know how big it is. It depends on the meta. I mean, yeah, it says if damage would be dealt to Drelnu, sacrifice that many permanents instead. <laughs> so if somebody lights up a blasphemous act, uh huh. He, you drown it won't won't actually die. 
But you'll you know, lose 13 permanents. I mean, you could. You could sacrifice him instead, but you will have to sacrifice that many permanents. And it's sacrifice. Just It's just happening. Like, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. If he had green in his identity, I'd be like, get that fucking Tajari preserver in there. But it's, <laughs> it's just not, you know, he just doesn't, right? So he's, I think he's been outdone a little bit by, sure. by Kess, right? Because it's kind of the same idea. There's things he has that she doesn't, though. <clears throat> For one, it's a tap ability, and he doesn't have to do it during your turn, right? Sure. So with tap abilities, there's Paradox Engine. So you can potentially yoke out a lot of stuff with this guy with Paradox Engine. That's true. If he's in, and let's say you have a buyback with Capsize, right? And some other cheapener. Like, you can, you can get a lot, a lot of dark work done, Whew. especially with all the mana rocks you're untapping with him. Yeah. So he has some combo potential that, that it, I mean, it's there, you know? Um, also, that ability that he has can be used... Um, I mean, this is a little neat trick that people do. So it's called uh, Reigns of Power. So Reigns of Power lets you exchange control of each other's creatures at instant speed. Ah. So if you shoot a Blasphemous Sack and look at me with a shit-eating grin on your face, and I give you Drowning. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, pal. Gotcha. Right? And, and, and coming back to Andy's, uh, Andy's phrase, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Right? I mean, you tried it. Like, don't, don't, don't get mad at me. You know what I mean? There, but that's, you know, there's other stuff. Like, there's, there's armor that he can wear. If you make him indestructible. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if the indestructible. Yeah, there's the Mage Bane armor. Like, he can't take non-combat damage. Like, yeah. There's ways to get around it. But th- this is kind of the Melek problem. There's a lot of setup that isn't instants and sorceries. You know? But I, I, I think for him and for Kess... And I, if you look at, if you go online and you're like, okay, I want to look at Guess right now and look at her, a lot of people lean towards reanimator with her because they just want access to those reanimation spells and get that further value again. That right? makes sense. It, there's not, there's not a lot of reason to run her solely for the purpose of getting instance of sorcery value because you can't really combo a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. You can do like a two dark, dark deals or two, you know, cabal offerings or whatever, the, whatever they are. Like you can do those and get a lot of mana or two, fuck, you could do two mage or mana flare or what mana geysers. Oh, right. And just blow out a big comet storm, you know, or get two opportunities to cast exsanguinating. That's more than most people get, you know, but this guy can do that too. So it, yeah, it, it's different. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the thing about spell slinger. I want to kind of say is like, I don't know. I don't think a lot of spell slinger decks are a lot of like, they, you know, they approach just, things differently. And I think yeah. that was kind of like what I learned last week doing the plus one, plus one counters is it's like, yeah, there's, there's sort of this thing, theme that ties them together yeah but they're approached differently yeah uh noyandar royal shaper so he's three a white and a blue right so there's blue in every one of these by the by the way and i got one that doesn't but i'm getting to, I, i'll have to save it because yeah um whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell you may put three plus one plus one counters on target land you control if you do that land becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste that's still a land Dope. Right, because if you play the land that turn and decide to animate it, it'd be like, well, it just came under your control, bruh. But it gives it haste, so yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's a 4-4 for a merfolk ally. Sucks that he himself isn't a wizard. He's just an ally of anybody. What a fucking idiot. He's an ally, dude. You know? Um, What's cool about him is that anything that says non-creature permanent, you can just abuse. You're immune to somebody else's uh, cyclonic rift. At least your big ass creature is. They can't. Yeah. It's non. It's non land. Sorry, yeah. did I say non creature? I meant non land. So anything like that's only a look interested in not dealing with lands doesn't touch you. These these. There's a lot of cards that say non land. Yeah, destroy all whatever non land permanents. It's like planar cleansing or something. Yeah. So that's what's cool about him. 
But it is your land. If anyone gets around that, it is a creature. So if they destroy a creature, there goes a land. Now, there's some cool lands to animate, right? There's one that you yep. can give them infect. It's the Blink Moth Nexus, right? Yeah, and Brad used like the Dark Steel Citadel. Dark Steel Citadel is an indestructible land, right? So with zero mana cost. If anything, they like, there's, there's weird interactions that Noyandar can give you. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's like, Basically, target creature gains flying to the end of the turn, and if you control the white permanent, it just bounces back oh, to your hand. Oh, that's right. I can't remember what it was, but that's, like, his card. So you can grant this land flying, right? That's right. And then because you have Noyandar, who is a white permanent, that, that spell just comes right back to your hand. And you get the 1-1 counters. They go up <laughs> by 3. So it's that's, almost like a, a combat lightning bolt for every spell you cast. It's true. Uh, there's the new guy, the good Ojitai. Your spells just can't be countered. Oh, yeah, Tygum. Yeah, Tygum. Yeah, sorry. Good Tygum. Ogotai's bro, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's the last one I want to throw out, just kind of like as an idea for anybody looking out there. It's Wart the Raid Mother, all right? So yeah. there isn't blue in this thing. It's four hybrid red, hybrid green, hybrid red, hybrid green. So either one of those combinations. Um, when Wart the Raid Mother comes into play, put two uh, one, one red, green goblin warrior creature tokens into play. Red, each red or green instant or sorcery spell you play has conspire. So you may play this spell at the, t- uh, as you play the spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control that share a color with it. When you do copy it and you may choose new targets for the copy. So let me just throw this past you. You've got her out, right? Okay. And you cast, I don't know. Um, like, the way to twin spells with her is actually probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, because you're Like, tapping. if you cast a, a Kodama's Reach, you have to invest no other mana, right? You just tap your two goblin idiots that she makes, yeah. and you get two Kodama's Reaches. If you want to make more tokens, right, you can keep getting more and more of these tokens. Oh, yeah. Right, to get more, you know. I don't think you can tap multiples to get multiple instances of Conspire, because it's as you cast it, you're allowed to do it. Sure. So if you have four goblins, you're not allowed to twin whatever. All the other tokens will do is just give you more twins because they're right. now tapped after the first shot. Right. right. So this one's really good. You can do a, a serious burn deck with this. There's some red, like, there's some crazy burn that red can get from giant X spells, right? Yeah, yeah. You dump all your mana into it, and all of it is ready for the twin. Normally when you have to twin a, a, an X spell, you have to give it some more mana from a reverberate or whatever. Yeah. Not here. You just tap her and one of her kids or two of her kids or whatever and then yeah it goes off right if you have something like uh the the pyromancer well it gives you elementals as you every time you cast and they're available right so there's there's some there's some dark work you can do with wart for sure it's a cool one it's a weird one yeah and i would definitely like put things like guttural response in there it's red or a green to counter a target blue spell yeah blue instant i think like there's things that you you'll have to rely on like red elemental blast and pyroblast. Like you'll have to fight off because people are seeing what you're doing. You just don't have blue, right? Yeah, you can loot with red. You'll have the card looting effects of red, or maybe the desperate draws of like Vance's blasting cannon or something like that. Like it can be done. Yeah. And the only thing, I, the only reason I'm saying this is because of the the ramp that you get from green. You'll have an excess of mana, right? The oh, instants yeah. and sorceries that you wanted. Like even if you have something as as benign as twinning a far seek. Or twinning a rampant Dude, growth. Sign me up. Yeah, you didn't invest any more mana in that, so you're 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 able to get pretty far with wart. Uh, there's one last one, and this is just kind of the five color option. If you're that guy, I feel like Ramos Dragon Engine lends himself pretty well to multicolored spells, specifically 
charms, I think, is what people are into. That makes sense. Or not people, some people. If you look on any thread of Ramos, the, the, the lucky charms topic is going to come up. So six mana uh, flying. Whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ramos Dragon Engine for each of that spell's colors. So if you cast a three mana charm, he goes up by three. Right? Okay. Um, and then you can remove five plus one, plus one counters and add 10 mana to your mana pool. So two of every color combination uh, to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. It's a four, four. So I've played this guy and I have a charms variant of it. Yeah. Um, I think what my advice about him is that don't do the charms thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's awesome. On paper, it's awesome. Yeah. You have removal of every kind through all the charms. You have all five colors. The charms are so flexible, right? Do I need to have him lifelink? Do I need to give him two more counters and instantly put him up to five via the, 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 the Abzan charm? There's so much work that can be done. The problem is, is that you end up holding all of this stuff and you got to wait for him to get out. And the second he's out, people start losing their shit. Not only is he getting bigger and fast, yeah, and he's a flying Voltron or not Voltron, but flying commander damagey thing, right? But that impending, but that impending mana dump, right? You can just suddenly like yoke out mana that they can't do anything about because it's I rem- it's a mana ability. I remember that moment that yeah. I was like, I, I that I realized I'm like Ramos has to die as soon as I see it. Yeah, and it was when I tried to. It's six mana. It's not good. It's yeah, not I, good. I countered your activated ability and then yeah. realized, wait, this is a mana ability. Right. I can't. So I think if you were going to build a spell slinger Ramos, I think you need to be, make, do the charm thing, but make sure they are damn good. Like, I mean, ones that are like, yeah, I absolutely want that every time. I'm never not happy to draw it. Yeah. And then, yeah, load it full of a lot of spell slinger support cards that help spell slinger along and give it a shot. Uh, but I don't know. When Cascade exists, like, it just it's just hard to... It's really, I don't know, maybe it's just m- m- you and everyone else. Like they, it's hard. F- it was hard for me to pilot. I ha- I felt as, as threatened playing Mizzix than I did with Ramos. And I felt, I felt like I had less power, honestly, even though I had access to, f- to f- three other colors. Three new colors, yeah. You know, I felt less empowered with him. He was just so much mana. Yeah. You know, and it just like any moment, like people just want to clip him. And he's an artifact too. So red now has ways to just like, okay. <laughs> you know Boop. and yeah i just i don't want to load the deck full of mother may i counter magic i feel like it's a waste of all these other colors that i want to use but you know what i mean well and that's the other problem you i remember i remember a game when you and i got into you were playing ramos and you and i got into a counter battle and we both lost like because we just spent each other out yeah and you were <laughs> desperately trying to remove this guy and yeah people dump into northern door of nothingness they got to do it yeah you can just pop out a progenitus like it's it's got to happen, you know. <laughs> so it's a hard deck to pilot, and I want to revisit it. I think that's kind of been my project next month is like figuring out Ramos and maybe like I want to keep it spell slinger because I'm an elitist prick, I guess. But that's it's just yeah. Um, the but there's nothing about him that says you need to do instant sorceries. It's not in his text line. Sure, that's kind of why I waited till here to get there. Um, Jory and Ruin Diver one a blue and a red. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, draw a card. Uh, you're resolving a lot of spells. Oh, yeah. by the way, it's a Merfolk wizard that's 2-3. Um, you're resolving a lot of spells every turn. I think this one is a solid, non-threatening, not immediately... Re- I mean, it's card, it's card draw. Like, so yeah, it's card advantage. Yeah, it's just you're getting card draw. So if anybody knows what they're doing, 
but I don't know. Like it's three mana. Just re-resolve it. Right. Like, yeah, that one's actually kind of, I haven't really even thought about it. It's just because of how many instances of sorceries you'll probably resolve in a turn. You, a lot of the time you'll resolve more than one. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it's each turn. That's the cool part. So if you ever do get into like kind of a whatever with people, like you can, you can refill your grip. Yeah. So I, I want to try that one out to see how that goes for a spell slinger because it's not, I don't know. But then the other thing is the incense of sorceries are what they cost and they do what they do. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of like the commanders I think that you could choose from. And there's a shit ton more. I mean, don't even, you don't know. Oh yeah. There's a pretty, there's a mono black one, Umazawa or whatever, the Tetsuro one that does. Oh yeah. Twin. Yeah. You can get flashback for all your black kill spells. If you want to piss everybody with that one, (laughs) like there's ways to do this. I just kind of went over like the ones I feel like are, Easy entry level ones, I guess. Yeah, Mine, I don't know about Drownlu and Ramos. I really think Wart could do it. I don't. I don't think you could have a problem with Wart. I think people are just like, what? What does your commander do? And you're like, I'm going to show you what she does. Yeah, it's me. just it's just because you're not playing blue, like you're going to have different choices. Yeah. So let's just talk about some creatures that kind of support the the idea, right? Okay. I feel like a one that shows up a lot on spell slinger list is the Charmbreaker Devils, right? These are creatures that just support instances of sorceries. They're not necessarily commanders themselves, right? Well, let's just, let's just get this one out of the way. Talrand, I feel like, fits into this. Talrand's a four-mana creature that gets you a drake every time you cast a spell. He can be your commander, but there's nothing stopping you from dumping him into the Drownu, the Melek, the Riku deck. Don't try to twin him, he's legendary. Uh, that kind of thing. Like, you can put him in those decks, and he'll get you a drake, which is good. It's a flying blocker at the, at the worst-case scenario, right? Yeah, but there's other creatures that kind of roam around in the list that I think some of them are helpful, I guess, depending on the meta, and then other ones are like, I don't know about that. So Charmbreaker Devils is one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know. So it's five and a red, so it's six mana for a 4-4 creature devil. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard to your hand. Ooh. And then it has this crazy fire, like not fire breathing, what are they, kiln fiend ability that makes it big. Whenever you cast an instance or sorcery spell, Charm Breaker Devil gets plus four, plus zero till the end of the turn. So it's this recursive engine that you just like wouldn't have access to sure. without these guys, right? The, the creature's kind of innocuous, I guess, right? Maybe. Because it returns something at random. It's never anything that you wanted, but uh, a lending permanence to these cards is, is, is something that we're always interested in. Sure. I don't have this in any of the deck I ever run because of the mana cost. I can't find a window at turn six to fl- put this into play where yeah, I'm because like, you need to start right. taking off on other things or holding yeah, mana up, right. right? Specifically, Mizzix. Mizzix needs to start cheapening spells <coughs> the turn she's out, and two turns after you resolve Mizzix, you're more interested in resolving another instant sorcery than put yeah. this thing into play yeah. to recur one that you've already shot that won't get you more experience because if you were doing on curve, you wouldn't have hit it, right? <laughs> so it's it's not it's not super conducive to some of these some of these things. Maybe Melik because Melik isn't super. You might not just be. I don't know what's on the top of your library. Might you're not playing be playing pretty randomly, sorcery. anyways. So. Yeah, you're kind of randomly playing. So, um, and yeah, they get pretty big. If you have some way to like cast you get, get two of them off, you're at a twelve four. Yeah, like. right. It's it's some damage. You can empty into somebody pretty big time if they have no blockers. So yeah. it's it's not a useless card. It's just a hard one to find a place for. Okay. But it shows up on the on 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 the higher end of instant sorcery spell decks. Okay. Docent of perfection. Three a blue and a blue. Flying, whenever you cast an instant a sorcery spell, you can put a one one blue wizard creature token into the battlefield. Then if you control three or more wizards, 
transform docent of protection. So it's a five four, but then it turns into a six five. This thing turning has into the history, final dude. iteration. Yeah, it's 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 the Delver of Secrets. Yeah, it's like final chapter. <laughs> it's the last the last the fly sequel. Uh, flying <laughs> wizards you control get plus two plus one. It itself is not a, a wizard. Um, and half flying. Whenever you cast an sorcery spell, put a plus one or put a one one blue wizard human creature token into the battlefield. So pretty much you have you have a bunch of you have a bunch of uh, uh, delvers of secrets in the air. That's what's yeah. happening. They go from one one dudes that are just like part of the research to they are the they Dude, are you have delved with me. Yeah, they are the business now. So now you have a bunch of three twos in the air. So the damage is a lot higher. It's it's a it's a one mana extra uh, talrand. I was gonna say it's a talrand. That's non legendary. That can output more damage, but some conditions have to be met. Dude, this is just, you know, this is just really an effective corporation right really here. Really like, really like if it's a wizard or no, it's not a wizard. Yeah. It's an Eldrazi. Insect. Pretty much. You don't have to make two wizards with your commander because like most of these guys I've listed off are wizards mm-hmm. minus like, I mean, yeah, most of them are right. Minus no hand Warts a shaman. Well, it wouldn't work. It's blue, but yeah, but yeah. you're right. So yeah, it's not that big of a jump to get this thing lit up, but I don't know. It's 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 where where do you find the window to cast it? It's five mana, you know. <sighs> That's my problem. I'm like, where's the window here? Maybe in Melic, but how many are you really gonna get with Melic? Because those twins aren't you casting it. That's a distinction by by the way. Every time you twin a spell, get a twin. You didn't cast it. So whatever trigger you're looking for, so let's say I, I don't know, have a Talrand out or, or a Dosin of whatever, and I get the twin. Uh-huh. From the top of my library with Melik. Well, I cast the original, but the game kind of gave me the second one. Oh, that's I didn't interesting. Cast, so this whenever trigger isn't met. I don't get two Drakes. I don't get two Docent. Yeah. Or two D- Delver of Secrets. I don't, sure. I don't get that, right? Uh, gutter Snipe. It's the... Everybody kills this thing, but here it is. The Gutter Snipe. Two in, a, two in a red. Whenever you cast an insert sorcery spell, Gutter Snipe deals two damage to each opponent for a 2-2 Goblin Shaman. I feel like this one you always, you, I don't know, you probably struggle with all these creatures. I Th- do. This one you, you're you always looking at it like, man, I could get some damage from this because I'm going to be doing it, but I feel like you always want to be doing other things. To me, this is a win condition. I would never, I, I've put this thing out to just have it deal damage, and it does whatever all these kind of cards do. Sure. Draws unreal amounts of hate. Sometimes unreasonable amounts of hate. Yeah. Right? So I don't play this uh, just, on turn three. It's not a turn three play to me. Well, it's sure. A, do I have a right of replication? And I can get five, four more of them, right? <laughs> and then cast my brainstorm. Then that might be the idea. Yeah. You know, or yeah. can I put it out when the life totals are really low and this is an actual problem? Yeah. Not just an annoyance that people are willing to waste removal on, right? Or whatever. Yeah, that's a good or point. Or attack me just for having it, right? Like that's that that happens. Well, you're dealing damage, everybody going to attack you. And you, I know you're not going to block with that thing, so here I come. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, Young Pyromancer mentioned this one. It's one in a red. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, create a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token. So very, very low value tokens, but it's only two mana. Yeah, it's two mana. So out of these, I think the ones I'm I'm more into is the charm or the, the gutter snipe out of all of them. Um, and I'm kind of just doing five to just make this kind of a short list, but these ones kind of percolate top to the top of, sure. you know, this is what people use. Let me give you some, some, some suggestions, right. For creature, creature support. Uh, so for wart, if we're talking, if we're talking about wart and whatever, uh, Riku, if we're going into the realm of green. Sure. There's the vexing shusher. 
So it's a red and a green and a red and a green. So it's it's whatever. It's like a hybrid what a two two for a two goblin shaman. It can't be countered. Okay. And you can pay red and a green. It says target spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. Damn. Yeah. Gruel is set on destroying this is, your shit. This is just a really good uh what's the word? Halt to the arms race. Yeah, it's a really good shh. Just be comfortable. Don't speak. There's an arms race that kind of started when I started doing spells like this. We introduced Cody to the meta, mm-hmm. and he bit down on on playing. He likes spells. He likes blue. Yeah, he does, right? And this would just stop that. And also, it can be used politically. Right? Yeah. You, know, you can say, hey, I'm going to make that uncounterable for you. You know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like, don't worry, man. It, it'll resolve. Why? I'll, I'll help you. I'll shush anybody, you know. So it, it it's cool. It's neat. Is it? Specific to spell slingers, fuck no. Put it in your, put it in any other red, gruel colored identity. Yeah, like, like you what, want, you why? want that big huge bomb to mana. resolve. Like, yeah, boom. Yeah, just make it uncounterable. Here comes um, poor Borgimos. These are just ones that I feel like are good, either because they're budget options or whatever. Um, I really like the curious homunculus. It's oh. a colorless and a blue. It's a you can tap it and add colors to your mana pool to spend mana only to cast an instance or sorcery, right? The beginning of upkeep, if there are three or more instance or sorcery cards in your graveyard, transform the Curious Homunculus. So then it turns into this insane-looking thing called the Voracious Reader. But it has prowess for a 3-4. That's not actually that bad. I've actually done some dark work with that. Because you swing, like, I don't know, that early, it just kind of happens. Oh, right? yeah. Especially if you're kind of doing some setup. But it just says instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. So over time, two spells in one turn, it, it, it cheapened it by two mana. Yeah. And yeah, it got big. It's, it's a big prowess thing. But again, it depends on who your commander is, right? Like, are you casting a lot of spells early? That's kind of my thing with this one. Late game, this thing isn't a lot of value to you. Sure. But if you're doing like the Mizzix setup, or maybe even Talrand, right? Because now you have something that comes out before Talrand and reduces the cost of some of this stuff. Oh, if yeah. If you're not doing the cantrip build for, for Talrand. Um, and yeah, it just it cheapens the spells. And people try to do whatever they can to maybe get rid of this thing. It causes a lot of havoc early. You know, mm-hmm. it's a three, four that turns into a four, five. It's kind of annoying. Honestly, I was surprised at this card, I guess. But it does work. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was Niblis. Art is actually really cool. Yeah. It just looks insane. Who did it? Frimp. Some fr- Philip. Philip. Some, Philip Berberin. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Niblis of Frost. So Talrand is so obvious, right? Like after a while, you'll get to the point where everyone will just get rid of the bastard. Like the second they see him, I couldn't keep a Talrand out to save my life, you know, to save his life. I mean, I just couldn't do it, right? Because it just adds up. You get all these like two, two whatevers, right? Yeah. But if that's not your win condition, if you're just doing it to use them as blockers, I would offer this as an alternative. Okay. So it's two, a blue and a blue flying. It also has prowess and it's a three, three. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, tap target creature and opponent controls that creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step so that to me gets you further than one drake right okay let's say they have a big ass creature right that you just really don't want coming your way you tap it and it's down for two turns the combat they were gonna come at you with it and then the one where they had to clear it and this is provided you didn't cast anything and they didn't remove this yeah right so it buys you two turns from every spell. So if you have something like a capsized loop with, with Mizzix, right? That's... You're unsummoning the creatures 
that you want to really bog down. Sure. But then this one, you're just tapping down the ones you really don't care right. to They're un- not doing care to waste the unsummon. <clears throat> right. That one's cool. The nibbluses are very interesting. And plus it gets bigger. Tap it's stuff a flyer. Down. You know. So I don't know. I, I like this one. Um, Thing in the Ice. <laughs> it's weird because most of these are from the same I was going to say, these are set. all from the second Innistrad. Yeah. So Thing in the Ice is one and a blue. Defender. Thing in the Ice enters the counter, enters the battlefield with four uh, ice counters on it. Whenever you cast an instance or sorcery spell, remove an ice counter from Thing in the Ice. Uh, then, if there are no ice counters on it, transform it. So then it f- freaks out, explodes, turns into Awoken <laughs> Horror, right? Something right out of Arkham Horror. Uh, when this creature transforms Awoken Horror into Awoken Horror, return all non-horror creatures uh, to their owner's hands. And it's a 7-8. It's a 7-8, dude. Yeah, and that's it's bounced everything that ain't big a horror. body. Yeah... I've never run this, I gotta be honest. But the more I look at it, I'm just like, I don't know. I like just threatening everybody with that possibility, right? Well, because you can set it, it puts up early. Yours, yeah, you put yours back into your hand, but now you've got seven damage to potential right. into somebody, right? Right. Because you're clear, more than likely, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's look at the Comet Storm. What are you looking to do? How much mana do you have to commit to land a Comet Storm on one person to get seven damage into them? That's a good point. That's nine mana to get something that came from a creature. So again, this is instant and sorcery spell, right? Yeah. Or support that you're yeah. getting from a creature. It wanted you to cast instant and sorceries to get this condition. It cannot happen anywhere else. Right. Anyone putting this into a deck that doesn't do instant and sorceries, it won't do anything. It'll just be a zero four. Yeah, defender. like I'm a, f- I'm a And I'm even if everyone four. wastes their time draining removal on it, you're carrying your other game plan out, which is keeping Mizzix into play, getting the experience. Yeah, the primary and I keep bringing up Mizzix because that's one I'm most familiar with. But yeah, ramping still to get to, I mean, with Riku, you could twin this bad boy. Right, <laughs> and they don't bounce each other because they are horrors. They turn into kraken horrors. So now you've got fourteen damage you can unload into somebody, you know. So, I, I, the more I look at this card, the more I, I'm into it, you know. Even in the late game, I remember we were like in really... the late game. You hurry up and resolve three spells if you're doing a, like a Talrand thing. Oh yeah, to bounce. Like let's say your board advantage is not up to speed. You don't have the Drakes, you know. Yeah, or you could save your commander in response to this. Right, so like you're there, somebody's gonna board wipe, and you've got one last ice counter. You're like, fuck it, and then you bounce your commander. That's a it that's a good point. Saves everybody else's, or if they're targeting, I don't know. I'm just but thinking of all these. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of Christmas Christmas landing here a little bit, but I want to see it in action. I think I'm gonna try to. We, get one. we I remember us being like really interested in how flavorful this was when it was when it came out. Thing in the ice. It it's, really is. Actually. It's really quite flavorful. It's a fun fun card. Sphinx of the final word. Five. Six, seven, yeah. so seven mana. So this is the top end of like, another, okay. Another shusher. Yeah, so it's just a lot of mana, right? So Sphinx of the Final Word can't be countered. It's flying, it's hexproof. So once this thing's out of your hand, it's pretty much short of a summary dismissal. We're doing this, right? Yeah. Flying hexproof, instant and sorcery spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. So this is another one of those counter war things. Like if you got somebody else who's getting off on on doing your strategy and taking your stuff. Like, this just shuts him up. Cody resolved this on me, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I can't counter his stuff. I can't slow the instant and sorcery game down anymore. It's a it's a pretty key one in my Unesh deck. Yeah. Like, because in all honesty, Kyle, like, that is the only thing that can... Once, once these, like, snowballs are reaching their late-stage points of the game with instant and sorceries, the only thing that can stop them is another instance of sorcery right it is an instant speed response to their instant speed problem oh yeah right so this thing kind of like it's just like no yeah no 
right? And there's other ones that do that, that attach it. Like, I guess you could not do this, but you could probably, I probably could make the case for Nezahal because he gets you card advantage from the guy who's trying to contest you and he himself can't be countered. Yeah, and he's spending no him stuff size. out while you get a So grip. he's the same mana. He's seven mana. But Nezahal kind of, I mean, he just doesn't have it in the text. Sure. So yeah, those are creatures, right? But we got to support this idea further and I'm just throwing these out. Let's go, uh, let's do artifacts. There's not a lot of artifact support for Spellslinger. Okay. Um, there's only three that seem to percolate to the top. The number, the, let's start with this one, which I love the idea of it, but I just, I just don't know where to work with it. It's the Pyromancer Goggles. So five for a legendary artifact, Goggles, right? Add, tap and add red to your mana pool. When that mana is spent to cast a red instant or sorcery, copy that spell and you may choose new targets for that copy. So the things you do want to twin, there's in my in my opinion, there's only a couple spells you do that you're really really interested in in twinning, right? Okay. Large X spells is probably the one that's on the high end of the list, sure. specifically like a big ass red X spell. But this leaves out your big uh, I don't know blue sun zenith. I was gonna say blue sun zenith. You know, like yeah, like... you just you're not gonna be able to twin it or pull from tomorrow, like you're not gonna twin it. Sure. Um. Ramp or, spells or, your, are, or your extra turn spells, like those are usually like that's the other one. Extra turn spells, if twinned, it's just the co- like the value you get from that is is insane. Yeah, but you just you can't do that with this, right? I um, remember I pulled a lot of pyromancers goggles from boosters during Origins, and just being like, I'm, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not much of a spell slinger. B, I probably would, I mean wouldn't be able to. Worst use it case anyways. scenario, it's an overpriced mana rock that only gets you red. Sure. You know, uh, best case scenario, you get a big ass red spell that you twinned off. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's very limited, you know, it's limited in wart. I think that's where it would go. Ooh. Well, you just don't have blue. Fuck it. I'm doing it right. Okay. Like, I'm just getting an extra twin. Yeah. Melic maybe because the stuff that you want to throw out, I would not put this in Mizzix. Uh, uh, what's the other red one? Riku. I, I mean, like, yeah. maybe, but the, now we're talking adding three. Because you want to get his is at cost yeah. to twin and the goggles. Or I guess you could just pivot and be like, fuck his cost. I'll just use the blue one, for the red, the mono red the mono one. Red, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but it's an artifact, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd actually be more interested in creatures support from him because it makes sense. Sure. You know? So like, twin, like, oh, I get two Dose of Perfections. I get two Charmbaker Devils. Like, those make better sense to waste the mana on. You know? For that, him that than, may, yeah, than you're things. absolutely right. Uh, the other one, I love this card, man, but Damn, is it a lot of mana? Sphinx Bone Wand, man. You knew I was going to say it. <laughs> I yeah, I so like seven like mana. Whenever you it. cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may put a charge counter on Sphinx Bone Wand. If you do, Sphinx Bone Wand deals damage equal to the number of charge counters to target creature or player. Oh my god, this thing! This became if, a win con for you for a while. Oh god, I god, I wanted it to be right. So number one problem is that mana cost. It yeah. is so high. By turn seven in a lot of these decks, you're just like, you just can't wait. And it's so obvious what you're going to do with this thing. It's well, yeah, just gonna, you're, you're spending yeah. a turn just to set it up. So why, who, who, who's this for? This is for the man, this is for the deck that can resolve a lot of smaller spells. Yeah. Melek, I don't really think that works. Plus the twin doesn't work. Riku, I don't really think that works for us either. Maybe Noyandar is a kind of a side hustle. Sure. Uh, For sure, Talrand, if you're doing the, the cantrip oh, the cantrips for sure. Um, help that for one. sure, Mizzix, if if you can 
figure out if your meta is not so tooled up about her yet, because prepare your ass. People are going to get real <laughs> sick of that pretty quick. But, you know, what's cool is that you can you can do Whir of Invention this thing into play with Mizzix. Oh, and that's yeah. how I did it. So Whir of Invention is an instant spell that just tutors an artifact and puts it right into your right into your. So you can uh, end step somebody. To yeah, get you end step in. this thing in for seven experience or whatever combination thereof. Yeah. Three blue. And we're in. And yeah. Now people are like, that's how I was doing it. And even still, it's like, you know, and I, I was okay with that. But when you draw this thing, oh my God, I don't. You're just like, it. no, yeah, I need to like, wheel my hand. Yeah, you're running lean and <laughs> yeah, people are already on you. By turn seven, people are getting real sick of your deck, right? So, yeah. And here's the new one, everybody. This one, I, 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 I don't know. I like it, but then again, I just, I haven't found a place for it. So it's the primal amulet for Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one list to cast. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, put a charge counter on primal amulet. Then, if there are four or more charge counters on it, you may trans or you may remove those counters and transform the primal amulet into the primal wellspring. You can tap and add one mana of any color to your mana pool. When that mana is spent to cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell and you may choose new targets for that copy. So we've got a very low threshold for for. Not only does it not cost you mana to twin spells, it gives you mana. It gives to you mana spell. to do it. So this is the probably the best twinning effect next to Wart's, you know. Oh yeah, just tapping two creatures. And then yeah, one other enchantment I'll talk about later, maybe depending on how, yeah. So it's awesome. It's cheap. It's cheapen the spells on the way up, and then when it finally flips into a land that's hard to remove, you can add mana and twin these spells. Right? I. Uh... But again, the window. It's four mana. It's four. It shares the same mana cost as, as a lot as of your Mizzet. as a lot of your commanders. Right. It's it's not helping you get your commander into play any sooner. It's right in the middle. The four mana spot is such a and same with Talran. It's right? such an like, important spot for a commander. Things need to start happening for for at turn four. The ramp session's done. We've ramped up. We've done our two mana mana rocks. We've done our three mana mana rocks. Yeah. God, we better have a damn good reason to have a four mana mana rock, and it's got to be a Thran Dynamo. <laughs> a Thran Dynamo will get you. Three three colors mana in your mana pool where this thing's like, well, it could cheapen your spell by one, bro. <laughs> you know, you're looking for the pie in the sky moment where it flips into the wellspring. So I don't know how I feel about this card. I had it in Mizzix for one game and I just held onto it. By turn four, I was better off getting the experience counters because they do this exact thing you know, as I moved ahead. It, you know what's you know? funny is like I don't I don't do a lot of spell slinging, but like when this I pre-ordered a couple of these because I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. I ordered one and I was like, okay, let me see how this goes. But it's the window. Yeah. Turn four is like, it's just, the, yeah. It's an important so time. So in Melek, yeah, fuck yeah, in Melek, right? Like, just do oh, it. Oh, yeah. You got nothing to do on turn four anyway. You don't even have your bro yeah, Your out. commander's still two turns you know? away, so. Yeah, depending on your ramp yeah. configuration. If you've ramped up to turn four, I don't know. Do you want Melek out now? And what are you twinning? What's your mana curve? Like, I don't know. Sure. So I'm thinking yes for Melek. Yes for Riku. Probably yes for Wart because she's kind of late later too a little bit, right? I think she's five, isn't she? Yeah. Um there's but I just I don't not for I don't know about Talran. What are you gonna do? Twin you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know. It and he's on the same turn as well. Her. Yeah, Talrand is Talrand's turn four. Yeah, Mizix. And I'm using the popular ones. For Drownew, yeah, fuck, do it. You know, because you're probably gonna lose Drownew at some point. <laughs> you know, or whatever. He's six mana, like things or whatever. Kess. I don't know. You share a mana cost with that, but honestly, Kess, I don't think you want Kess on turn four anyway. You want her kind of later in the game to kind of yeah, you your way back. A yeah, because you need to get stuff in your yard before Kess is really so that valuable. I'd right? probably say yes for 
I'd probably say yes. There's a handful of commands. So it depends. There's just somewhere I'm just like I don't know how you squeeze it in. Town around a Mizzix, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Or it's just hard. You know sure. what I mean? The setup, sure. yeah. Just keep moving ahead with the instance of sorceries. Um. All right, enchantments. Enchantments. So there's only really blue ones. <laughs> there's not. I mean, either they have blue in their identity, or they're ones that stick it to the top. So the the one that sticks, I think, to the two that stick to the highest of the recommendations for Spellslinger when we talk about enchantment. The first one would be this, the Jace's Sanctum. It's four mana, again with this four mana problem. It does something similar. It just says, hey, instance of sorcery spells you cast cost two less to cast, or one less to cast. But the cool thing about it is, is whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, you can scry one. So this is very important to Melek, right? You can oh, yeah. like get things, get rid of things, you know, like you'll Ooh, see it. It's, it's revealed, cool. so you can just be like, yeah, I'm getting rid of that. And then, yeah, it, it kind of serves a dual purpose. It reduces the spell costs, sure. right? Um, but again, it shares a timing with Talrand and Mizzix, right? And then Riku, it's kind of like, uh, I'm already dumping a, I mean, I guess I'm saving half of the price of this the, thing the doubling cost to a twin bit. it. And then I scry, like, I just, I don't, I don't know. You'd probably be better off getting more creatures that help you get more mana, getting twinning a, twinning a, a Llanowar elf, you know, with, with your, getting two of those guys in there than, yeah. than doing it with this you know let's be honest like jace's sanctum is gonna stink of narcissism so that's that's true that's true i don't i i mean is is <laughs> it looks at a, it looks like like the art in it looks like a like imagine like the most pretentious fucking class you can take at hogwarts <laughs> that's where that looks like it's taking place you walk in and you're like welcome to the sanctum <laughs> it's like it's... and there and then the second question is who do you know? Who do you know? And you're like, uh, I know Harry Potter. Yeah, we don't allow him here. We're, yeah, whatever. Unless you know, and then just got to be like some fucking like arcane hipster that nobody knows. Like, <laughs> like somebody that's way down the Bellatrix for, line. Yeah, like Peter, Peter McPrattle Bach or somebody. <laughs> Peter McPrentice, pretentious mage. <laughs> and then you walk. Yeah, dude, it's like. How am I doing? It this? just makes me think of like serious blacks mom, like on that painting, just like screaming, like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh the mud bloods. Oh. That's yeah. So do you really want that in your deck, man? Do you want your deck to judge you from this one card? <laughs> the other one is metallurgic summoning. So it's three, a blue and a blue, right? Yeah. Uh, whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, create an XX colorless construct artifact creature token. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a mouthful. Uh, Where X is the spell's converted mana cost. So this is the docent of perfection's mana range. Okay. Um, But you get something equal to the mana cost. So it could be a 1-1, could be a 4-4, could be a 5-5, could be a whatever, right? You can... I haven't you seen you play this in a while, and maybe it's because I don't see you play So some people just like flat anymore. call this a win condition, especially if you're like getting a lot of these off. Yeah. Um, I just haven't drawn into it. And then the window is my problem. So I, I keep I keep talking about this window, right? Like with Mizzix, you want to resolve a spell because you're well, I want to say just like just an effective spell slinger deck. Maybe you got one that I and talking like I don't know. And I hope maybe this is a this is a feeling some people out there have gotten from playing these decks, right? Just every moment counts for these decks. Like you can't you just can't, people are onto your ass and you have you're 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 largely wide open. You don't have a lot of blockers. A lot of these other things like to create blockers, tap creatures or whatever to protect yourself. Sure. Like they're very interested in stopping this mental tyranny that you have on the table. 
Oh yeah. They keep messing with stuff and they want to, it to stop, even if it's not their own because they're, it's only a matter of time, right? And I just, I hate Mizzix out turn four and then I skip a turn. Yeah, you want to do stuff that next so turn. So I skip a turn not earning experience and put this out and leave her open to removal. I don't yeah. own a force of will, right? I don't have a way to be like, no, psych, bitch. I'm not letting you count. I'm not letting you target that. Like, <laughs> I don't have that. Sure. Right? So what do I do? I usually choose to advance my experience further yeah. because the cards in my hand are, are going to get more and more valuable. Yeah. It's in the deck, and it's only because of the second part. You can pay three, a blue, and a blue. Exile my allergic summonings. Return all, all instants and sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only if you control six or more artifacts. So if that ever can happen, if I lose Mizzix and she's out, or if I lose, if somebody lost their Melek, or if they lost their Talrand, you know, you and can, they're like, you can recur that I got a back foot for a minute, and then I'm going to use this as my commander for a second. This yeah. is a good alternative to... to Talrand as your commander, depending on how you've configured it. Sure. Right? And then you pull him back, get rid of this thing, and then pivot back to your drakes, because these things don't have invasion. Right? But it's like, this makes sense for those decks. It's a good card. Yeah. It is. I yeah. just, it's a hard one to cast. It's not easy to cast. Well, and like, it's not my, easy to cast. my observation with like the Spellslinger stuff is that like, I, I think Andy is is a very, very good Spellslinger player. And you walk like a razor's edge it seems like you know because yeah you can get tipped because, over so quick because if you if you play a spell at the wrong time like that could be the game or if you're unable to spell play a spell when you need to that could be the god game. i wish i wouldn't use this earlier if i had if i'd said that one time i've said it a thousand times yeah like that kind of god stuff. i wish i wouldn't have wasted that whatever here, yeah, here, like, here oh i removed that thing when i really actually needed to remove this yeah or I countered that when, oh shit, I'm about to get undone and I need to counter this. Yeah. Like that that's it's a razor's edge. And I think that, like you say, I think I guess I'm saying that because you have the right windows that you need to do things in. Trail of evidence. Never used it, but the more I look at it, I'm kind of like, maybe, right? Okay. So two in a blue. Whenever you cast an insertion spell, investigate. So to investigate, you put a colorless clue artifact token into the battlefield with two sacrifice artifact draw a card. So what I like about this is that it, it's it's only three mana, and it's yeah. only one blue commitment. Um, when are you ever going to use the two colorless to get your clue tokens? Uh, I don't know, right before your turn begins. Let's say you didn't have to resolve anything, and Which you're like, perfect. well, nobody's fucking with me. I'm just going to pop some of these raging clues, right? <laughs> So I'm I'm actually kind of okay with this one. Um, they are artifacts, so they do kind of like lend back to the metallurgic summonings. Yeah. So I want to try it someday. I just I've never I guess I just never have, right? Because I'm just like, why can't I just draw a card? Well, there isn't one. Like they're not gonna get. I I don't know. The mana cost is gonna be way higher if it's immediately drawing a card for every instant sorcery spell you cast. Hmm. Just prepare your ass for that. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're just not gonna do it. Yeah. At least not not in the three mana range. So this is the best we got. And then yeah, like you get your clue token, and you don't need to use it now. You can just leave them it's out just there. And even if this enchantment's removed somehow, like if any, I don't just I don't see anybody draining removal on this card. I just, well, why I would don't. they? Because you like your the thing is that's problematic is the clues that are already there, and they're only one. Yeah. Uh, Swarm intelligence. This is the other one where I'm just like, okay, let's, yeah. Uh, six in a blue, so it's seven mana. So this is like Sphinx Bone range of uh, Sphinx Bone Wand thing range of of mana. 
Whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, you may copy that spell. You may choose two new, new targets for that copy. That's it. <laughs> There's no extra anything that has to happen. You are twinning everything that you cast from here on out. As long as it's as long as this thing's out. That's a lot of mana, but, but then that's awesome. But it's then there's the mana. window. When when do you <laughs> cast this? When when do you have seven mana that you can commit to 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 doing this? Same problem as your Sphinx Bone Wand. What? Yeah. So this is a similar problem. The Sphinx Bone Wand has a instant and sorcery solution, right? Right. You can were it into play with War of Invention and then upkeep into it and then start doing your dark work, right? Yeah. This thing this is, is insane with big spells. Oh, yeah. It's not so bleh, whatever. Like, you know, like twinning your cap size here and there is neat, I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't know. It's just when do you find the space to cast this based on your deck? So, again, I, I have to say, like, it depends on your meta. If your meta is just kind of like... They're more concerned about creatures, artifacts, and enchants, and they're just—they're not used to having a spell, uh, an effective spell slinger deck. Have fun, and it will be fun, and you'll feel fucking great doing it. But eventually, <laughs> by the yeah. time you get to turn seven, you're gonna feel so threatened. Your life total is gonna be so beaten to death, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I just—I can't. I, can I just cast my <laughs> seven mana enchant? That's gonna totally break my game." And everyone's gonna say, "Yeah, go ahead, dude." No, they're going to kill you. They're not going <laughs> to let you resolve this enchantment. It's just not, you're going to need the counterspell. You're going to need the Cyclonic Rift. It's the same time Cyclonic Rift needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Or not needs to happen, but the same mana cost. Same like, mana. You're holding it up, and now you can't? This guy's got a bunch of creatures that you've just been unable to deal with because you've been jerking off, casting <laughs> Brainstorm and Ponder this entire time, and he's got he's got a, a Hero of Oxid Ridge, and she's just doing work, right? Those glorious tits of hers and her dudes are just doing. Oh, the hero of Bladehold. Yeah, hero of Bladehold. Oh yeah, he has good tits too. So yeah, <laughs> like they. What are you gonna do? You need to cyclonic rift, bro. Oh yeah. You can't waste time and do swarm intelligence. <laughs> so I just. This is like a battle cruiser kind of card, right? I, it we're, is. We're like ev- it is absolutely battle cruiser. Everybody's yeah. just kind of getting off, and this is your way of getting off. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. I I'm trying to like temper everybody's expectations of what these cards. I'm not, you know. <laughs> if you come to Andy for a pep talk, he's gonna cut down. Dude, your I just hopes. I do. I strip the romance out of everything. <laughs> I just do that. I do that all the time. I strip it out, right? But I'm just trying to give you a realistic idea of what these are like to do. They're not easy to pilot. And well, yeah, I, they're easy to pilot once everything's like turned on and going your way. You I know? think I think to me what this illustrates is is a is a principle that I think is very important in deck building is that like you can only have so many cards like this in your deck because it needs you need to be focused on the core, right? You need to be for, focused on your instants and sorceries and you can have a couple things like this. A couple things. You're going to need them. Like, you're going to need these other support spells. I'm saying that these spells are required. You can't do one. I mean, there is a build of Melek where it uses something called the Proteus Staff where you can sort your whole deck in a oh. specific way. Yeah. Um, I didn't even say anything about Shu Yun in this list. I just totally forgot about my my bro, dude. Well, that's funny. It's but funny because I was way like... I, I think the way I run him, I just, I don't know. He's not instant sorcery. He's non-creature. Sorry, we pivoted in the wrong direction. You're fine. You're fine. These spells need to be in the deck. You need some kind of help for the instance of sorcery. Right. That isn't just coming from your commander. But it can't be like too imbalanced, I guess, is the thing. Like, if yeah. there's like, you have to balance that support with actually what's going to drive the deck forward. Yeah. 
this 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 spell is just kind of like this this card is. Oh my Lord, I remember looking at it being like it had to be seven man. <laughs> and I and you look at it and it's like it has to be. Yeah, I can't. I can't be like. Oh hey, I wish it if it was four mana. I'd be or not even four. It'd still contest with my commander if it was five mana. But that's still too powerful for that. I get. Oh it. yeah, it, it's got to be seven mana. But it just had to be seven mana. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, let me give out some that I just feel like are probably things you're things that I load into it. And again, I, I hate it, but it's they're they're blue. Sure. Um, these are kind of obvious. These I hate that I'm doing this, but I, I need to kind of drive the point home about what you need to make this work. Okay. You need something like Ristic Study. You have to reload your <laughs> it's hand. Like with a preface like that, it's it gotta just, be Ristic it Study. It just sucks ass, dude. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. It has to be yeah. Ristic stuff. You gotta have your the thing is every time you shoot a spell, it's just it's just gone a lot of the time. Unless you have these other recursive effects, but you need to get those online. Right. Yeah. You you, you have a hundred card deck, right. so you need to just go you get more see, of them. Like here's the thing about instance of sorceries. You need all of them. You need to <laughs> you need to see them all. <laughs> it's not like a small section of them. You need to see like almost all of them. Right. Right? It's kind of like a really slow ass book, man. It's like take like the premise. You read the back, and you're like, "The story sounds pretty cool. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna buy this book, right?" And then you walk up to the counter, and you're like, "I'm gonna. I'm gonna purchase this book, please, right?" And you purchase it, and you're not really getting what you got, what you read on the back for for a bunch of chapters. Some of these, right? Oh, you're yeah. not like, I mean, yeah, YA books are like kind of like, here you go. Here's here's Just devour it. Be here's done. Katniss and her and I don't know. Her, she's gonna starved to death but we're in it like you're in it pretty fucking quick with those books but i mean like books real books yeah. right sorry but yeah that's how these are and you need to see you need to get deep into the chapters to start getting your payback or, or, or deriving your enjoyment from from a spell slinger deck yeah and the way to do that i hate to this is why blue is so predominant is is in its identity as a spell slinger is, is because of the card draw sure and what better way to get some card draw from ristic study whenever an opponent casts a spell you draw a card unless they pay one. So not only are you slowing them down because, man, you got you got to get through some chapters, right? If they choose not to give you the card. Right. And if they do, well, they've made a huge mistake. And they've given you an extra chapter to your book that you're going to get. Play right Is that like a shitty hands. analogy? I, I think that's just the best way of putting it, right? No, I think, I think you're exactly right. Like, Mystic Remorse. You're not going to get the substance of war and peace until you've you dug into war uh, and peace. Yeah, dude. And it's just like, come on. You know? like, And it isn't just a... I'm sitting down on the shitter and like, what's, what's, what's to read? It's not that it's a, I, I'm reading this novel, right? You know, I want to enjoy what's happening, but you got to get through the deck. And I could say, you could say that about every deck, but it's uh, just, it's so true for this because the deck finally realizes its identity somewhere in the late game. Sure. In a big way, you know, where you're like, Oh fuck, this is like busted. You know what I mean? When you finally hit I, it. I think the difference though, is that like, like a lot of my decks I want to draw cards because I'm going to set something up. It's going to upset the table. Yeah. They're going to undo it. Yes. I need to draw cards to do that again. Right. Like with, with spell slinger, you're like, I've got to see it all in order to conjure together my, my one chance at a victory. Yeah. I mean, it's not usually one chance, but that's kind it's of a pretty that, narrow window. It's kind of what it is, especially if you're not doing like a lot of infinite combo kind of stuff, which I can talk about that. We'll have to talk about those before we go. But sure. Uh, so, yeah, card draw, Ristic Study, Mystic Remora. We know them. We hate them. We love them. They need to be in the deck. 
uh, I want to kind of offer up uh, a lesser, probably they aren't going to be really draining removal to do that, would be like Monastery Siege. When you choose the con option, you can draw an extra card, but you have to discard a card for three mana. Sure. Um, that that one that lets you get the clue tokens, I guess, if you're looking for sure. stuff that people aren't super into, like, God, somebody kill that Ristic Study. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, also, Propaganda. Yeah. I think Propaganda is pretty much a staple in a, in a, spell, a blue spell slinger deck. Yeah. Things coming in and having to pay to get across to you, it's only good for you. They are going to come after you, and you have ways to push stuff back to their hand, right? So I want to say that's got to happen, right? It, um, it, propaganda is one of the better tempo cards that you have in Commander, right? Yeah, it just chokes them a little bit and gives you some extra time to read your book. Yeah, you know? because because when like if you are going if you have a go wide strategy and you're looking at somebody that has propaganda, you're thinking okay, I'm going to go at somebody else and I'll deal with you and I have an answer. Yeah. But that gives you more time to get your answer to my answer. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's exactly it, you know? Like, how much more are they going to spend so I can just Cyclonic Rift it back to their Right. End, you know, or what, whatever you're doing. So there, I think that's like all the different permanent times. There's some lands out there, I guess. Um, my whole thing is that anything that produces blue... <laughs> like, you'll value blue over anything else. Holding up red is not something that is super... You know, yeah, you you'll usually spend right? your burn spells like when you're ready to spend your burn spells, but yeah, um, I haven't actually talked about any instances of sorceries. <laughs> I've only talked about everything besides them. Right? Sure, I feel like the reason I didn't do that is because I could just get into like the, the this episode would be that itself is its own episode. Sure, what are good instances of sorceries for spellslinger decks, and I hate to be this guy, but it's like, yeah. Choose your own adventure. I can give you some. I can give you some advice, right, about what I've noticed about certain spells that I think are kind of auto includes for some people. That I'm kind of like, I don't really, I don't really dig it. One is actually brainstorm. Brainstorm is not legal in modern, but it is legal in 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 legacy. And you kind of like immediately just go, well, that must be more powerful. Must be more busted. It's instant speed. It's one mana. You draw three cards, and you put a card from your hand back on the top. Or two cards from your back on the hand, or yes, from your hand back you, on the so top. You net one and you sort. So, why are you drawing cards? You're looking for things, right? Yeah, you get three in, but then what you put back is something that you don't immediately want. You have no way to get rid of that, whatever you're, whatever. It's not actually selecting what you're getting into. Sure. The two cards you put back are always something that's like, well, I'm kind of annoyed at that. Right, <laughs> it being instant speed isn't super important either in Commander. Right? Yeah, weirdly, yeah. you know, I got nothing else to do. I held up my one blue mana. Like, what were you holding up? So I'm not saying it's useless. It's a great card. Yeah, I would actually say though, like if you don't have one, don't freak out. I think Ponder is actually a better card, and Preordain is a better card. Weirdly, even though they're sorcery speed, huh? Because they allow you to get rid of the things that you're encountering. It doesn't let you do that. Okay. Whatever's in your hand, obviously, like you're, I mean, I know you're just drawing cards for the fuck of it, but you're not 100% happy with what's in your hand. Sure. And you're willing to commit blue mana to find something else. And then you find one of those things, but now they got to go back. You know what I mean? And now they're in your way. And one of the things you already have have to go, like two of the things you already have go back. Like, I don't know how to like, I just, I've noticed a lot of moments where I'm like, I just, I don't know. It just bugs me. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And with Ponder, I can still leave them there. 
Oh yeah, I like all three. Okay, fine. I'll take this one. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, it's what I wanted. Oh yes, it's what I wanted. Right? Sure. But sure. I already have this stuff in my hand. Discard is not a huge thing. You know, I think why it's so broken in 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 a sixty card setting is because we're just resolving spells like crazy. The average mana curve in a in a spell oriented tempo deck, you know, blue red aggro in a in a modern is like two. Oh yeah, like you're it's digging through shit low. fast. Of course, this is good, right? Yeah. So brainstorm isn't super great. It, it I mean, it. How do I say this? I don't know how to like say this. It, it's like, it's like it's like a, a donut with sprinkles, right? Sure, it belongs with all the other donuts, you know. <laughs> but sometimes, like I don't know, you just don't want the one with the fucking sprinkles on it. You just yeah, want like just, you, I just you get want the, the sprinkles in my lap. And uh, yeah, like cool. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one that comes up a lot, I think, on on, on lists or whatever, is um, uh, different types of counter magic. So I wanted to say this is just it's just true. The lower the mana cost, the better. You are more interested in countering non-creature spells than you are countering creature spells all yeah. the time. So Swan Song is just really good for Commander. It's interested in countering a lot of what you're worried about, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, an instant, a sorcery, and an enchantment. Those are the things that usually warp the game the most, right? Yeah. Artifacts can too, but we already we had a whole episode about that and about what they can and can't do. Um, Yeah. Negate is just a damn good card. Fuck, you can counter Planeswalker with a Negate. Yeah. Right. It's just counter stuff. Anything with double blue in it that isn't just counter spell, you need to start thinking about, eh, is this worth it? Right. I want to say that anything above three mana, the only one that I've noticed that I really like is rewind because it just untaps the land. It untaps mana. your land. Yeah. Uh, maybe, what is it? Overwhelming denial because you can get the. Overwhelming denial is really good in a, in a counter war contest. So it's two and a blue and a blue, and it's just counter target spell. Okay. Right. But you can get and it can't be countered that's the other thing it itself cannot be countered so it's like it's the end yes yeah. what it's really good against is it's 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 anti counter magic because if you cast a spell before it you know the spell that your dickhead buddy's trying to counter you now have already triggered the surge cost and now it goes down to two. Oh, that's so right it's an uncounterable counter counter spell in the context of a counter war yes right so counter magic is something that spell slingers have to get used to it's a it's an uh, it's a necessary evil because of of it's the best protection you've got. It's it, it is right. It can just handle stuff. I also would say that if you make a counter deck, uh, or make a spell slinger deck, I I wouldn't go too crazy with it. Right? Sure. If you're playing Mother May I, eventually it was what we talked about at the earlier part of the game. You have to be damn sure about what you're countering. And I would want to say that things that that you counter are things that threaten your commander threaten your, I guess, win condition, whatever that is. Yeah. They're about to win for sure, or at least make it, I don't know. You got to really get ahead for what to counter. You know, countering everything is just going to get you killed. You can't yeah. keep up with everybody. No, it's it's impossible you know, you to You can't do a card everybody. for a card every time anybody, you just can't do it. Yeah. Even in the Talrand counter magic setup, you know. No, you have to choose your battles for sure. Yeah, if you're countering everything, everybody's going to be like, and then, and then they'll just start coming after you, and you just don't have the counter magic or the drakes to keep up with everybody. No. So it's cantrips, counter magic, uh, what else? Burn spells is another thing I want to temper people about. Some of these, you you got to really temper your thinking about how much damage you can actually get from these spells. You're very limited in mana with these with these decks. Yeah, you can load it full of a lot of artifacts, but every artifact you resolve, that takes it's, usually not, it's usually not synergizing with your commander. You're just ramping up, and then you just blow a big counter spell, or I mean a big burn spell. 
yeah. right? And yeah, I, I don't know. The biggest one I've ever seen was like 11, 12 range. That's the biggest I've ever got it. And that was with the help of, of Mizzix's redu- reduction of cost. Something with Melek could be twinned for something like that. You would only really need eight mana, I guess, to get a six spell cost. It went off twice. Well, the funny but thing is... Just is kind the... of, I don't know. These yep. are very late game. Don't load your deck full of a lot of big burn spells. Yeah. Maybe maybe three or four at the most. Yeah, those burn you just spells need one. tend to function better in decks that aren't around centered around spell slinging anyways. Like Neheb is going to do way better yeah. with yeah. those things than a spell slinger deck. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I didn't even think about Nahem. But yeah, um, I I mean, they're necessary. you got to finish the game. I feel like there's a way to just end it, right? Sure. Um, but how often do you find yourself sitting there with a, a Comet Storm in your hand thinking, I need to use this to win the game, and you're like, I'm not quite there. Yeah. And you're just like, like I said, you're walking that razor's edge. Yeah. I've held on to Comet Storms way too long and didn't do them. There's been times where I'm like, fuck it, I got to do this. And I lit it and kicked it enough to deal one damage to a bunch of tokens. And it was like, I'm not dead. You yeah. Know? I'm not dead. Yeah. So it, you got to kind of be careful with that too. Like putting a lot of counter, big, huge damaging spells into your deck, like this, this, that curve, right? You're yeah. not, you're going to fall into the uncanny valley of, oh shit, I've got all my big cards in my hand and none of them ramp to get there. <laughs> Or vice versa. I've got all the ramp and where's all my, you yeah. know, like my, my whole deck was that I just burn people out and just, you know, go all super saiyan and that's it, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of anything else I want to say about spell slinging as far as in, in the context of commander. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, I love it, but because I like the feeling I get, right. Um, there are some infinite combos that you probably have, you probably have to do. Um, sure. There was one involving the Firemind's foresight uh, that you can, tutor up um, yeah, your three your two your one yeah your three or two your one the the two spot for a non-mizix deck is an expensive card it's called reset it's an expensive card but the idea is, is that you get a loop going where you're able to instantly cast a lightning bolt and just burn everybody out yeah um but it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of yeah uh non-mizix can do it Melit can do it but you got to be okay with that right? sure like what do you want? You know, yeah, like, like I was once you get one card in your hand, then you can kind of yeah. Like, like somebody, if, they, if your table has a problem with infinite combos because it just ends the game, and they don't feel good, honestly, to resolve. You know, I the way I like playing spell slingers, I I get on top of the hill, and I'm shoving people down, and I'm keeping them off me for as long as I can, and I'm allowing them to do whatever they want to each other, but I can't really sow political discord very well with these decks, honestly. Um, I can just say nothing and just say don't fuck with me that's the best that's the best thing i can say yeah i can't say hey if you do this i can't really waste spells to help other people actually oh no you, you know? don't yeah because then it's spent and yeah it's not like a key to the city where you could like hey i'll discard a card i'll give up a card for you but i'll make your big thing unblockable and you can attack that guy but if you attack me i'll just block it and you won't get any damage you don't have it talks like that with a spell slinger. sure you can't be like hey i'll i'll uh i'm gonna i'll cyclonic rick to everything <laughs> You know what I mean? I think the best you could do is I'll capsize something out of the way if they only have one blocker or something like that. It's sure. very hard to earn the the politics with with a deck with decks like these. It actually is. It's true. So, yeah. And then yeah, I want to say kind of last part, which is kind of my overall overarching message over this entire thing is, yeah, be really careful with the kind of cards that you decide to include in your deck, especially that you'll notice that you need time, you need a good space to cast them. Mm-hmm. sometimes the, the game allows it. Everybody's been boarded. 
you've got nothing going on. <laughs> Swarm intelligence, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. But those those moments don't happen that often. So you need to kind of pick ones that you absolutely want to resolve when these moments happen, not ones that you're like, eh, it's all right. You know what I mean? Oof. So Oof. that primal amulet's kind of like, it, it's up there, but it's kind of, eh, it's all right. <laughs> the pyromancer goggles kind of like, eh, do I really want to, eh? you know? So yeah, if it's going to be something like that, uh, yeah, go for that swarm intelligence, I guess. Like just wait. And when the moment happens, you're like, finally, yeah. I get to put this thing out and I don't feel threatened and I can just, you know, punish everybody or, yeah. or the Sphinx bone wand, you know? Like where it just builds up after a while, you're just hammering people to death. It's just hurting. It needs buyback. That's the big thing about the that one is I was really it was really good with Mizix because I can keep buying these spells back. Oh and just yeah, get the counters up yeah. very quick in very very fast and quick succession. It's almost like it's almost like yeah, like you just capsize people to death with the Sphinx Bone Wand. Yeah, or, <laughs> or Whispers of the Muse, right? Like it 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 worked for that, you know, more than I wanted the twin spells thing. Sure. But I think actually the Swarm Intelligence is a smarter pick than the Sphinx Bone Wand, honestly. Because, hey, unless you're doing that, like if you're doing a lot of buyback stuff, like, holy shit, it'll just pelt people to death. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, I think that's it. I think that's, a, I think, I think that's a, my summary of it. It's, it's, I don't know. I want to give you more instant sources. I think that they're great. But I think there's just such a, it's so contextual to your game and it's contextual to your commander. Like something well, that it, makes sense here doesn't over here. And I don't and know, really it could be a whole episode. To your meta too, right? Be a whole like, episode. I could be like, yeah, command, command, uh, cryptic command, bro. I mean, it's an expensive card. I'm talking about a fifty dollar card almost, and it's yeah. three blue. That's the other problem, you know? Yeah, that's like spends out your blue, so you're probably not going to be able to threaten counters. Yeah, I just, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do like, if you're going to do a spell slinger deck, do the spells you like, you know, do the spells that you like to do. Kind of think about. The mana cost. Think about the counter magic. I guess. Yeah. Realize what you're, the impact you're having on the table, and then these support cards. I feel like they're good. You know what I mean? Like that Nibbles of the Frost. Like that. I feel pretty strongly like that's just going to be replacing the Talrans in my deck because it's just everybody knows Talran. They know. You know. Oh yeah. And if I put this thing out, they're going to be like, "Wait, what is it doing?" I'll be like, "What are you doing to me?" I'm just going to tap your creature, and it doesn't untap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't attack me. You've been touched by. Don't the attack nibbles. me. Go after somebody else. You can try that. You know. I'll tap it, dude. And they're There's like, your politics, I'm moving to clear attacks. You, you aren't answering. You aren't. I'm tapping it. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you get, you get freaking conspiracy theory. Like your mind. I don't know. Like being behind these decks, I get, I get neurotic. Like I get like, what if they have a crossing grip? What if they, what if they, what if they, you know what I mean? I have all this stuff where I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Like you're, you're panicking thinking about what other people are going to do, thinking they're playing the same game you're playing, thinking everyone's wearing the tinfoil hat, you know, and nobody's wearing the tinfoil hat. And like, it's like that, dude. You get into a, you get into weird moods with this kind of deck, you know? It's, it's and then everyone's fight. yelling at you all the time, man. Oh, God, you guys are always yelling at me about this. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Just counter everything, you know? You're just going to counter it all, dude? Is that what you're going to do tonight? And you're like, dude, everything you've done is tried to kill my commander. I told you to knock it off. There's, you there's, know? there's like, I've, I've gotten to a point where I can kind of like read when Andy's gotten certain spells into his hand. Yeah. Where I'm just like, we're fucked. <laughs> that's like, he's and that's, he's, that's he's, enough, he's, dude. Everyone loses their mind. They want to prove you, oh, I'll show you how fucked we are. He's got, he's got you a know? psychonic rift in his hand. Yeah, dude. Like, I, it's really, I don't know. I've been... Like I said, I've been trying that to be one. Able- I'm not even shy about. I'm just like I have seven mana up. Well, yeah. And they're like, yeah, he's got it. I've lied. 
Well, I'm and like, about it, and the like, other thing too, man up, you really gonna risk this? The other thing too, yeah. like, like playing against Nezahal, for example, right? Because mm. you draw so many fucking cards with that commander out. Sue me. That's the whole point. I know. Deck. I know. That yeah. is the point. And Sue I'm, me. And I'm sitting there, and I'm always just like, we've reached a point that Andy has a couple counter spells in his hand. And everyone's yelling at me. If there's anything, if they're gonna come out, that's they're gonna, gonna come fuck out with now. Him, he's gonna, gonna stop, stop it. it. Yeah, like it's, that's the point. It's pretty rough. I, 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 I contend that that deck is an artifact deck. Its win cons are all based around an artifact. That's probably oh, true. Oh, and and, and Nezahal, the big the big friendly Loch Ness monster. Big friendly, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shows up. And the winner is the Poppin' Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> and he's like, dope, I finally won something. <laughs> you ever seen that cartoon online? No. I'm not even going to say it. It's, it's fucking filthy. Nobody look it up. The Poppin' Loch Ness Monster. Oh, man. But, like, I don't know. Spellslinger's fun. I think it's, it's interesting to play against. I'm always, I feel like I develop all of these mantras for people that always provision enchant and artifact hate. Mm-hmm. Force Andy's hand. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, is, is a spell slinger like that? Is a good if you're playing against a spell slinger. I guess we could probably end the episode with that. You you got to just force their hand. You got to force these cards out of their hand. You got to force them to use them at, at moments they weren't really ideal to use them. At. Right. Keep challenging their whatever. Killing their commander is probably the best the best thing. They'll tell you to stop it. They'll counter everything you try yeah, to do they'll, they'll, if they're playing. That'll bring smart. out whatever they. But got. every time they do it. You know what I mean? They're just getting they're getting weaker and weaker. You're just ripping pages out of their spell book. It's true. And then yeah, if they don't have a lot of recursive engines, right? Um yeah, finding a recursive engine is important for me because I because of the style I'm playing, I'm not digging for an infinite. I'm not digging for some big sure. whatever. So for me it's it's been like mystic retrieval. You can flash it back, it's you two spells. Um and then it with runic repetition in Mizix is very it solid. Just keeps spinning cuz it just keeps going in and out of exile. Uh I guess the Charm Breaker Devils. I don't know. If you lost control of your commander and you're like, okay, fuck, I'm just going to try to. Yeah, I like, I, I kind of think of it as an opponent. Kes. Yeah, Kess. <laughs> yeah. As an opponent, like, I'm playing creatures and artifacts and enchantments. I'm playing the stuff out of my hand. Yeah. And the Spell Slinger, if they've, you know, like, they're keeping things in their hand, they kind of have, like, an option advantage. And so you have to go at advantage. Like, yeah, exactly. Card advantage. Like that's, that's the whole point behind that. And so you have to force that out, force the card advantage out of them. Like that's, that's the whole thing. Anyways, spell slinger, dude. Yeah. Overlong kind of, kind of want to tirade there. Well, I mean, I have, I have about, I have about 30 minutes of us just chatting before we actually got in. So. Okay, so it wasn't that bad. I'm it's looking not, at the time. I'm like, man, if I blabbered, holy fuck, people are falling asleep. But yeah, I'd give it a shot. Um, <laughs> I'd give it. I'd give it instant sorcery spells a shot. They're cool. I'd do it. I've done it. <laughs> would, would you? Would you do it again? Would I do it again? <laughs> there. That's the other thing is I do kind of fall my find myself falling into. How can I make this guy a spell slinger type of <laughs> deck? I do that a lot. You know, I, I am that guy in the freaking pretentious the ro- the room of pretension. I think the room of pretentiousness in, in Hogwarts. There's you know? like yeah. Jace, otherwise known as Jace's Sanctum. Jace's Sanctum. Mother, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we fall into that as players, right? Like, I will do life gain. You find 
convoluted and, and lame ways to do it for sure. I'm just like, and really... li- life gain just appears in my decks like somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to make a way to make this benefit me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to benefit from it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you look at it. I have a very low creature count and yeah, I'm, I'm usually looking at instant sorceries, but I think, I think it's because the meta allows me to do it. The creatures are already there. A lot of the creatures that my, everybody's are already playing. Like I, I'd have to get the, those exact creatures to meet them at parity. With oh, yeah. These spells are just kind of like, I can kind of wrench that advantage away from people. Like, dude, what what creature is better than Karatter, dude? Like, that guy's just busted. What what creature is better than the Crater Hoop Behemoth in the right yeah. conditions? Like, come yeah. on. What do I got? What do I have to offer? Cyclonic Rift. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining us for the Legendary Creature Podcast. Music this episode by the artist Protector101. We'll post a link to his stuff in the episode notes. Be sure to support the musicians that let us use their music. And just to let everybody know, we're probably not going to be streaming on Twitch anymore. We've kind of decided it's better to just do some recordings and post some produced type games on YouTube. So, in the future, look for us to post some games on YouTube that you can just watch rather than having to join us live. Find us on Twitter at legend underscore creature and review us where you found us. We like to hear what you think and what you'd like to hear from us. Till next time, sling that lightning bolt. Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! <laughs>